Welcome to the Laser Therapy Institute weekly podcast, the world's first podcast about medical laser therapy for healthcare providers. Each week, we discuss the latest research, interviews with experts, and how laser therapy can enhance your practice. Now, here is the founder of LTI and your host, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Thanks for joining us again on Laser Therapy Institute's weekly podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Today, we're going to be talking about fibromyalgia. And if you manage fibromyalgia cases in your clinic, you know this is a challenging one. This is one that is uh, really difficult, not only sometimes to diagnose, but then to even establish good treatment plans. It can be very confusing for patients that are involved in it. So we're going to talk a bit today about what fibromyalgia is, what our current theories on how this whole disease process works, what those theories are. We're going to talk about some of the current treatment recommendations, and then we're going to dive into a really pretty exciting uh, review. And the title of the review is Low-Level Laser Therapy for Fibromyalgia, a Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis. This was published in May of 2019 in Pain Physician. So systematic reviews with meta-analysis, that's really kind of our top tier of being able to evaluate a condition and a treatment for it and then make recommendations because what this particular review did was combined hundreds of papers and came out with nine legitimate randomized controlled trials that were done. And so this is combining kind of all the findings from those trials into some actual treatment recommendations. So we'll get that in just a little bit here, but uh, fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia, of course, is a uh, very common disorder, more than 3 million cases a year in the U.S. It is uh, chronic pain. It's defined as three months or greater chronic pain, and there are five painful regions. Uh, if a patient has pain in four of the five regions and they have that chronic nature of the pain, then they can be diagnosed with fibromyalgia. And pain is not the only effect, of course. There's uh, tender points throughout the musculature, fatigue, stiffness, uh, headache, depression, anxiety. There's a, a lot of associated symptoms along with fibromyalgia. And again, if you treat fibromyalgia in your clinic, you a lot of times see this one in conjunction with several other health conditions oftentimes as well, like osteoarthritis or uh, some inflammatory disorders. So a patient with fibromyalgia and additional uh, conditions going on can be really pretty difficult to manage, especially because we don't have a lot of good management options for fibro. So before I get into that, though, here's what we think really goes on with fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia really is a pretty unspecified disorder with multi-site pain. We, some people think that it has a autoimmune link, although we don't really have any markers that are specific to it. Really, it's a diagnosis of exclusion, right? Where you, you can't really get a good test for this particular disorder, so you have to rule everything else out. Again, pain for longer than three months, um, and... Uh, multi-site pain throughout the body. It is chronic. There's no real cure that we know of at this time. And a lot of that comes back to we don't know the mechanisms of why this whole thing works the way it does. So here's one of the theories that's been floated out there lately that seems to have some, some legit um, backing. 
One of the theories is it's almost a type of neuropathy. And a type of neuropathy within the nerve-gated blood vessels that supply the muscles. So what happens is rather than opening up the capillaries or closing down capillaries throughout the muscles, um, which is a nerve-controlled process, those nerves become damaged or they send the wrong signals so that when vessels should be opening up, they don't. So you end up with buildup of lactic acid and other waste products in the muscle groups. And that, therefore, gives us these widespread multi-site uh, pain syndromes, which is another tie into why a lot of these people can do okay with exercise, but in some cases they really don't do well with exercise. Also, if that is if that theory does hold true, then person to person can be very different because as with any neuropathy, the severity and the sensations that patients experience uh, can vary a lot case to case. So that's that's one of the theories. We don't really have any evidence that really backs it up yet, but that basically we've got nerve damage to the the gates, the nerve-gated blood flow supplies um, that just don't work correctly and we end up with backed up cellular waste products within the muscles. So current treatment recommendations. Um, really, obviously, since we don't really know what's happening, what's causing this, most of the treatments are aimed at uh, symptomatic relief. So that comes back to first line is uh, prescription medications, Cymbalta and Lyrica are commonly prescribed. And I'm pull a quote from our study here uh, right off the bat. They do talk about uh, occipital nerve stimulation, uh, lidocaine infusions, hyperbaric oxygen uh, having been used. And, and those have been used and in some cases can be beneficial. Also physical therapy, chiropractic, in some cases massage. Those can be beneficial as well. But again, you're going to see a very case-by-case -case kind of response. It's, it's hard to get, uh, for fibromyalgia patients, a really across-the-board success um, rate with any one particular protocol. So what these researchers did is they gathered up, like I said, a number of randomized controlled trials that have been performed with patients and that have fibromyalgia diagnosis uh, using laser therapy. Before I jump into the results, I will say that I've got one little bone to pick with this particular study because in their selection criteria, they excluded trials that used a class 4 laser, and I'll quote them, because laser of that is higher than 3B uh, is considered a laser that causes tissue destruction. Now, I think there's probably just some confusion there. They're probably really just referring to surgical lasers in that class 4 realm. However, we know and love our class 4 lasers. We know they work very, very well. There's a lot of evidence that they do. This particular review did not include class 4 lasers, although some of the dosing that they reviewed from some of these studies was very high, sometimes even higher than what we'll use with our class 4 lasers. Um, so. Uh, my, I believe their intent here was to exclude surgical lasers that do cause tissue destruction, um, but in doing so, they also removed some class 4 therapy laser studies uh, from this review. So one thing that you're going to want to understand and be able to explain to your patients is some of the mechanisms of how laser therapy works. Now, kind of like fibromyalgia, we're still a little bit unclear on how this whole thing really works at that cellular level, but we have some pretty good ideas. So I'll pull you a quote from this study here. 
Some mechanisms of laser therapy, such as increased nociceptive threshold, which is better pain tolerance, endorphin production, and downstream opioid receptors have been postulated to explain the analgesic effect of phototherapy or light therapy. Other hypotheses include anti-inflammation due to a decrease in prostaglandin 2 and cyclooxygenase 2 levels, proliferation and neovascularization of connective tissue cells, an increase in blood flow and promotion of healing by increasing the levels of nitric oxide, which is a powerful vasodilator. Well, if this vascular theory, this kind of neurovascular theory that we talked about at the beginning, if that holds true, then actually addressing the blood flow, the blood supply, and the tissue health in these patients is going to be critical to not only making them feel better in the short term, but then actually making them more functional, less pain in the long term. So you're going to want to be able to help your patients understand that this is not just covering up pain. We're actually talking about, as these researchers say, proliferation and neovascularization of connective tissue cells. We're talking about building new blood vessels into these areas and increasing blood flow, promotion of healing by increasing levels of nitric oxide. We're actually making cellular changes to these tissues and that is why many times when I see somebody in my clinic with fibromyalgia, we don't just get them feeling better in the short term. We're actually able to make some long-standing improvements. I'm not saying we cure fibromyalgia, but I'm saying you can have some good reduction in pain that is lasting and helps the patient be more functional. This is a pretty neat review because they did show that laser therapy, and I'm quoting here, laser therapy has been um, introduced as a non-invasive therapeutic intervention for pain um, <clears throat> and that the data that they were able to gather in this review indicates that laser is an emerging non-invasive well-tolerated treatment for fibromyalgia to relieve discomfort particularly in patients who do not exercise regularly. Now some patients do have a tolerance to exercise. Some people with fibromyalgia can do that. Some people really cannot because it really exacerbates their symptoms so much. So for those patients who don't have the option of being able to exercise, at least not regularly, laser can actually be a good method to get their pain levels under control, get them feeling better, and then if they can add in exercise, they can have even further improvement. So to summarize the results here, they said that they saw a good reduction in pain, reduced tender points, reduction of fatigue, reduction of stiffness, and even a reduction in depression and anxiety. Furthermore, they saw that laser plus exercise was better than exercise alone. So in terms of getting patients out and moving, getting their pain levels down, and really getting them more functional, laser is a great tool to get them feeling better and then out to where they can do the things they want to do, get some exercise going. We know with almost every condition, if you can get the patient active and moving, they're going to feel better. They're going to get stronger. They're going to be more capable. And that's what we want, right? And that's what we want for our patients. We want them to be feeling better, getting out there, being able to be more active. Um, so there are some limitations that the authors did talk about, though, with this particular study. Um, and one of the big ones was the huge variation in the laser devices that were used, the parameters that were established for the treatments, and even just down to the treatment plans themselves. So a lot of variety for what um, these 
controlled trials within this review, a lot of variety in what the researchers actually uh, put into practice. And that's a weakness because then it's hard to establish exactly what worked, why, and when. You have so many different factors there. And so for a lot of uh, doctors that are just getting into laser therapy especially, it can be really confusing. How many treatments a week do you recommend for a patient? How long are they going to need to be treated? What kind of success rates are we looking at? Um, how, I mean, how many minutes does the treatment run? Where do you treat? So when it comes to that, I think you probably already know what I'm going to say. Let us help you with that. We've got these protocols nailed down well. We'll help you use your equipment uh, to the best of your ability and get your patients better and better results. So takeaways here. Real simply, this is a brand new review. This is the top of the line kind of information that we want to be seeing. And it says that with, when it comes to fibromyalgia, laser is very effective. Um, all the studies that they were able to locate that were high enough quality to be included on this review showed that laser made patients better. And that's all kinds of lasers. That is very low power lasers. That's even some LED units. So laser absolutely can be an efficient, effective way to treat your fibromyalgia patients. Your second takeaway is that we can get rid of some of the weaknesses involved with knowing how to use laser just by using the right level of uh, equipment and the right treatment plans. So give us a shout if you want some help putting that into practice, and we'll see you next week. Subscribe now to keep learning about the growing field of laser therapy. Check out our patient-focused podcast, Healing at the Speed of Light, a great resource for your patients. For massive practice growth and improved patient outcomes, become a certified Laser Therapy Institute clinic. Learn how at lasertherapyinstitute.org.